Hello and welcome to another edition of the Winner Winner PUBG podcast. My name is Arjuna. I will be your main host this week. And uh, this week we're actually doing minus one, but plus two. So basically, we've been talking a lot about PC stuff on this podcast for a long time. And we thought that we would do something special for the release of 1.0 on the Xbox and do a show entirely dedicated to that 1.0 release. And so to celebrate that, we have two of our illustrious mods from our Xbox corner joining us tonight. And they are the One Heart and the Basic Bro. So welcome, guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm super stoked to be talking about this. It's like when I read the patch notes that you guys have been looking at, it's just like blows my mind. It's basically reminds me of when PUBG went 1.0 on the PC. It kind of seems like a similar Christmas time for you guys and probably a similar lineup of excitement and disappointment. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get into that. Just a quick depth check. Uh, how much have you guys been playing since the 1.0 release? I have a uh, solid like 15, 16 hours in. I'm uh, pretty tired this week. So <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say as much. I, I've, I played, uh, definitely played a good uh, eight, eight hours at least so far, but I, I've had work. So I had to kind of retire a little early and I'll be getting in as much as I can throughout the week here. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys killed it, by the way, on your 1.0 stream a couple days ago. I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We have to, uh, we got to thank Heinze for that. He's he's got some good leadership there, and uh, really held us through some of those. Yeah, we had a really good time. Yeah, man, he's he's a beast for sure. I'm looking forward to getting him on the show here shortly. He's signed up for a future episode, so it's going to be awesome. We're just going to jump ahead and get into our uh, community segment here before we get into the meat of the show. I wanted to call out Bud Mac and congratulate him on his first win in PUBG. And for those of you who didn't see this conversation in our Discord, he is uh, Discord member Ace Mac's 61-year-old dad. So, you know, that's awesome, man. Guy bringing his dad to his first win. Apparently... Bud Mac got a really clutch, important kill uh, early on in the game that secured that victory. So, yeah, congratulations there. Do, do either of you guys play with your family? No, they have no idea what I'm doing at all. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, I, I, uh, I game shared with my brother on Xbox. Uh, he hadn't touched the Xbox for like six months. He's, he just rolls people, though, in Halo. Like, he, he hadn't played the other day. Um, he hadn't played for like at least at least six or seven months. He hadn't touched the Xbox. He hopped in. Uh, and we, we were playing a bit of Halo Master Chief Collection, and he he picked it up and got 32 kills in his first game, just warming up. Damn. So I was just yeah, I I was pretty blown back. But I got it for him on the PC as well. I bought it for him as a gift, and I've been bugging him to get on. So hopefully I can uh, nag him enough to get on. He's been playing some CS:GO lately, so. Uh, just trying to trying to get him in there because he he's uh, he's legit. He's he's played with a lot of the uh, pros in the past. Like uh, he has scrimmed a lot with Ninja back uh, in the Halo days. So ah, no it'd way. be it'd be really cool to see him see him on and uh, see what he could do. But hey, that's that's it for family so far. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, I would love to see that for sure. 
It's probably about as close as this podcast is ever going to get to Ninja. So I um, just wanted to this week thank, we had two new patrons this week on Patreon. Um, so we've got Pilgrim David and Chris. Thank you guys very much. And Pilgrim David asked a really great question, uh, which we will be featuring on a future episode of the show, but I, I wanted to get Robin's take on it. And, um, you know, as you may have noticed, Robin is not with us this week. He's off exploring. I, I don't even know what he's doing. He's probably just playing PUBG right now. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, when, when Robin comes back next week, we'll dive into that question. But we do have a question from none other than our very own co-host tonight, the one hot. Buddy, since you submitted this question, you want to go ahead and read it? Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be on when, uh, when I asked this question a little while ago. Um, so here's the question. Uh, with Sanha coming to Xbox this week and PC having had it for a while, is the QB special, the QBU and QBZ, actually a combo worth picking up? Or should we stick to our trusty Car98 and M4? Yeah, yeah. So this is a great question. I think I can imagine that anyone coming to the Xbox, uh, you know, coming to Sandhawk on the Xbox is probably hungry to pick these weapons up and try them out. And it sounded to me like you guys have definitely been looking for opportunities to use them. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, we were definitely, like on the PC, we were stoked when the QBZ dropped, um, you know, partially just because it's a, it's a pretty sweet-looking AR. And... Initially, it, it performs well. I think it made a good impression, made a good first impression. And so it was definitely ubiquitous for a while on the PC platform. Like people were really going out of their way to use it. The interesting thing that I've noticed, though, is that after the initial phase of people preferring it, it's kind of settled down. It's settled into the metagame a bit. And now I, I don't notice... Like it doesn't seem to me like it's a it's a go to for a lot of players or like players will drop whatever else they were using to switch to it and I don't know if it's because it was just the novelty factor it was just kind of the new gun and everyone wanted to try it and now that they've done it they've realized that it's just you know another full auto five mil assault rifle but I think that they've definitely balanced it like it's it's not op. On the PC version anymore. Now, interestingly, I watched a video, Wacky Jackie did a video on it way back when it was first released, and he was really impressed with it. Like, he thought that it was like a best in class OP weapon back then. But I, I don't know what he feels about it at the moment. And I think that it has definitely started to approach the M4 as being just like, kind of a standard, pretty good rifle that most people are happy to use. And I, my guess is that these days, a lot of PC players find those two rifles to be more or less interchangeable with only minor differences. So yeah, I, I don't know. What what are you guys, how are you guys feeling about the QBZ? One art, I, I think you should take it away a little bit. I've been on a 7.62 kick with that AKM and uh, Car 98 or SKS or SLR lately. So I know you have had used it a lot more. So I definitely want to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, I've been running all 5.5 lately just because I can walk out of Camp Bravo with like 500 ammo if I choose to. 
Yeah, the QBZ is the kind of the gun I'm going to drop for you know anything, or not not going to drop for anything because uh, <laughs> because it's just really the easiest one to spray with right now. I feel like you can you can really put it down so quickly on somebody, um, and it just feels like it's a little bit faster than the uh, M4, or just easier to control the spray. I'm not really sure what it is, but I just feel like I'm just putting them all I'd, on. I'd chest. say it's easier on Xbox for sure. Like I noticed picking it up, I definitely pick up the QBZ over the M4 if I'm going to run a 5.6 weapon because it just feels like you can just control it that much more. Unless you have a fully kitted M4, then the QBZ is, is kind of the way to go right off the bat, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, you've definitely had a lot more uh, experience with like uh, shooting people at range, I guess. Hey, one heart there. No, I don't use this gun at range at all if I if I can help it. That's like my, my 50 meters and uh, lower gun right now and then I'll pick up the M4 or something a little better for, for range you know the QBU is like the Mini 14 but better and I don't know why it's better because <laughs> I haven't laid down with it at all but I mean maybe we can get back into that a little bit later but yeah I'm using all 5.5 five right now and I'm using the new weapons because they just seem to be everywhere I don't know if they upped it for, for launch but it's it's everywhere yeah I feel I feel like uh, we're going to have to get definitely get some more hours in like everybody else on xbox i think uh, by the time people listen to this episode they're probably going to have a lot more uh a lot more experience with them now uh because they'll have picked them up a lot more they'll probably have to have the weekend to play around with them so i think uh probably be able to get a lot more uh a lot more people's opinions on on how they feel about it for sure because it's kind of a new gun everybody wants to play with it but uh, we're still trying to figure out why it's better or if it's just kind of that uh, a little bit of uh, that placebo effect going on in her head right now. Yeah. And I, I think that that is certainly the case with the QBZ. I think that the stats are close enough to like the M4 and the SCAR that I think if, if you really put them side by side and put them through the paces, you discover that they're not so very different. Um, having said that, you know, they it, it does seem that the QBZ does keep it's spray together just a little tighter than the M4. So I would agree that it's it's definitely a great choice for close to mid-range spray. However, the QBU, I think, is... I, I In my opinion, the QBU is, is like unequivocally superior to the Mini for the simple reason that it does more damage. And I find that the QBU is a pretty reliable four-shot weapon. You can usually down someone in four shots with the QBU, whereas I find with the mini it often takes more like five. And that that difference can be really telling, you know. I think it's a little bit like, you know, it's like the difference between the SLR and the SKS. Like the SLR just downs people in less hits, and that ends up being a very telling difference over the course of many, many games. It is a little... QBU is a little more wily than the mini. You definitely can't spam with it, and so, uh, well, it's not that you can't spam with it, but you you don't get that same just easy spam ability with it. But I think it sits really nicely right in between the mini and the SLR, say. And I've definitely been preferring it to the SKS lately because, you know, if if the recent uh, data dumps or anything to go by, it actually does more damage. So, no, that's that's kind of that's kind of cool to hear your side of things because you probably used it a lot more, right? So, what I'm really excited for those seven six two weapons to come. 
uh, to to Sanok and the rest rest of uh, rest of Xbox. So it's just I I need more variability on those seven six two weapons because I I love I love them so much. Uh, but uh, as long as you can control that recoil, then then you can really shred with them. In, in my opinion, so we definitely need those seven six two uh, full auto weapons. Yeah, the the barrel. That's a fun one for sure. Um, I will say, and I think Robin and I will probably do a feature on it next week. The vertical recoil is just mean on that weapon. Like it's, it has more vertical recoil than any other weapon in the game, probably. Um, but it's it's a fun one. It's a fun one to try out. I'm stoked to hear you guys' opinions on it when you finally get your hands on it. I hope that answered your question, <laughs> the, the one heart. Do you feel like we sufficiently got into that? Um, I think I think I got my answer for the QBZ, but I mean, with the QBU and the Car 98, you still picking up the Car 98, or, or do you prefer the QBU on Sandhawk for some reason? Yeah, I, I do prefer the QBU on Sandhawk, and I think the reason, I, in general, I've been preferring DMRs on this map as opposed to the bolt-action snipers. And for me, the reason, it, there are several reasons. One of them is that the fights tend to be closer range. And so I find that I, it's nice to be able to have that kind of nimble response that you get from a DMR. Like the further someone is away, basically, the the more likely it is that you have time to line up a headshot, the more likely it is that you have time to duck behind cover if you don't land that first shot. It's it's like these, you know, it, it just it creates a different rhythm to the fight. And I think that in those situations, the car 98 can really dominate because you're playing this game of who peaks first and who can land the first headshot. Whereas... I find that so many of the fights on Sandhawk are like someone's, you know, right over the hill from you. Maybe they're like, you know, 50, 75 meters away and people are really nimble and they're constantly moving and they're constantly flanking. And you get a lot more of these situations where you're watching someone running at at mid range. And that's a situation at which like a really stable high damage DMR really shines. And so... That that's why I've been tending to prefer the DMRs on Sandhawk and and currently, I mean I the SLR is still my favorite, but in terms of five five six, the QBU is a very close second. I'm gonna have to try that out because because uh, that car ninety eight I, I don't think it's working as much on Sandhawk because like you said like there's there's just it's so much more dense. There's a lot more a lot more rocks I've noticed a lot more foliage, uh, like. It, it's just it's it's almost uh overwhelming uh, coming right into it right off the bat but you definitely get used to it right away and find out that you have that tactical advantage uh, for sure well right on moving on here we uh someone put in the notes here we have a thousand member in our discord milestone which we actually have not reached it do you do you know how close we are I think we're five away. We're five away. <laughs> five away, wow. It's like, I can feel it. Like, we're so close, but no cigar. So By the time this episode comes out, do you think it's going to get there? I, I'm not so sure. I think by no? the next episode, we'll be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping that by the next episode, we will have hit our 
100,000 podcast downloads uh, benchmark as well. But I saw that. Who knows? Who knows? That's coming up too. So Yeah, that's been rolling in pretty fast too. Last time yeah. I checked it, it was like at 80,000 something. So you guys are racking up, racking them up pretty fast oh, there. Oh, we're, we're like, we're pushing 98 at the moment. So oh. does that count iTunes too? Yes. Mm-hmm. It does. Ooh, cool. But we're not there yet, but we will be soon with your help and support listening. You guys are fantastic. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention was that this coming Saturday, the 15th, is a tournament led by DCM and the Black Pan Clan. And those guys are fantastic. And it's going to be a really great tournament that, I mean, you know, they've, they've got people, friends in the pro scene and a lot of semi-pro players playing in there and, and sweaty competition. And, you know, it's going to be a lot more people than just play in our Discord. So it's a cool chance to go up against people you may not have met. Maybe you make some friends in the process. So, yeah, I would really recommend that you check that out. And the best way to do that is to join our Discord, go to the Tournaments tab, and DCM has been posting a lot of information about it so you can get the, the hard and fast rules. You can, you know, take a look at the prize, which is, spoiler alert, it's a real-life level 3 helmet, which is really dope. I mean, how cool would that be to just have chilling on the shelf in your bedroom, you know? I'd go biking with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, just go ahead and check that out. DCM would be more than happy to help you out. So moving on to current events here. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that PC Patch 21 was just pushed to the test server. And we're excited to get into that and talk about it, but it's not going to be the focus of our episode this week. So Robin and I are going to tackle it next week. Uh, by the time it'll, that time, it'll probably be live. But yeah, it's, it's another juicy patch, man. They've really been kicking out the content and the fixes lately. So that's really exciting. Got a new 762 weapon coming. Like they're really, they're filling out the 762 arsenal. So. For us now, it's time to talk about PUBG 1.0 on the Xbox. I just thought I would start off by asking you guys, uh, maybe the one heart, you can go first. What's the response so far on the Xbox community to this patch? Like, how are you feeling about it? How are people feeling about it? Uh, well, like, personally, it was it was just really crazy and surreal to finally get that first drop in on Sandhawk and those first few. And I think I went straight to boot camp and just uh, got a few kills and then probably got shot in the back of the head, but it, it felt good. <laughs> And uh, I kept hitting those different camps. Camp Bravo has kind of been my spot. And uh, just running around and using the... It feels like it's a really like a paintball course. Uh, I think uh, I think you guys have said that in the past. And it really just feels fun to kind of run up those ramps and kind of jump off and get those kills really quickly. And kind of clear it out before you know it. And then just pick up all the uh, leftovers. Other than that, I mean, I've been paying attention to what people on, uh, on Reddit and some of the uh, Xbox streamers that I watch... Um, just paying attention to what everyone's saying, and there's a few issues, and there's some people who are uh, who are talking louder, but that's always the complainers, you know. But most people are just having a blast, and uh, this is really bre- like it's it's a real breath of fresh air. And I've been seeing a lot of people coming back who who kind of swore it off, 
after say uh the Miramar debacle where it really just it just didn't work out that well um and it turned a lot of people off from the game those people are back and and they're impressed so yeah it feels good yeah yeah i've definitely seen that surge i've definitely seen that surge on my friends list again there's a lot more people playing playing the xbox PUBG game now it just it it seemed like a few people were jumping over to uh that which should not be named um and then uh yeah after after sanok released there i've I've definitely seen an increase in the friends list activity or even some people who have been offline for a while have have come back on to to try it out so other than that i haven't been paying as much attention to the community i've been uh, busy the last couple days so uh, other other than that, though, I, I really I really enjoy it. I like what they've done with it, uh, especially with the fact that uh, that GPU on the Xbox uh, need the need to release those juicy facts at one point in an upcoming episode. But uh, it, it's handling it pretty pretty well for the power that it can actually uh, output on the on the Xbox. There, uh, personally, yeah, per- personally, I actually I. I dropped Pinan on uh, my first couple drops because I'm very intrigued by by the city between two river uh, between one river. Sorry, uh, but I I definitely like getting into those firefights and then trying to shoot people across the bridge and make your way make your way into their territory. Definitely definitely having fun with that. But uh, once we once we uh, hit that stream with uh, Hennessy, uh, things changed a little bit. So. I probably get into that in a little bit here, but that's that's pretty much been my experience. Got a got some solos in and and had some fun with it. Nice, yeah. I I just wanted to ask real quick. Do you think that part of the reason why people are enjoying Sandhawk and that they maybe didn't enjoy Miramar as much is that long distance combat uh, could be a little harder and a little less satisfying on the Xbox? Like am I, am I editorializing that or is that a thing? <laughs> no, I, I think it's a thing. A lot of a lot of people can definitely potato their shots a lot more with uh, their thumbsticks. Uh, but uh, what about you, One Heart? What was your opinion on that stuff? I'm not sure if it's the fact that we can't aim because we we can kind of aim. You know, it we're, yeah. we're actually not as bad as uh, PC might want to make it out. Um, but I think I think what really made Miramar in particular stand out as something that you didn't want. You know, you I'd, I'd always have my friends saying, "Oh, good, we got the good map." Thinking of Arangal, right? Um, I think it's the lull in the middle of the game, where you're just either driving around or just like running over hilltops and just just like waiting to get shot at so you can finally do something, and you don't really have to wait with uh, Sandhawk at all. Yeah, yeah, and Sandhawk, you're when you're chasing that blue or trying to stay ahead of it, you see other teams beside you when you're running and there's that mutual understanding as you guys had mentioned at one point before like hey let's make it to the blue and then let's get in a firefight because whoever starts shooting first in that blue zone uh they're they're probably going to get trapped behind the line if you can make it free from them uh in in my opinion anyways well it's cool to hear that it it actually sounds like the popular opinions followed a similar trajectory as it did on the pc you know which is that a lot of PC players just didn't like Miramar that much. And for them, Sandhawk was like the antithesis of Miramar. It was like everything that they didn't like about Miramar has been addressed on Sandhawk. And, you know, I, I really agree. It's funny how I I predict that you guys will also have this experience where when Sandhawk hit for the PC, 
it was like, you know, we all played it religiously for about a month. And then you finally get to a point where you're like, all right, I want to start opening it up again and playing on some of the other maps. And you switch back to them and you reach this point where you're like, oh my God, I haven't seen anyone for 10 minutes. And it's like, it, it makes the old pace of the game feel so slow in comparison because Sandhawk is like, there's pretty much never a dull moment on Sandhawk, especially, you know, if you're in the mood for action and you're moving around and you're following shots, you're always going to have a fight to take. And so I think it's, it's cool to hear that, you know, the Xbox community is just as excited about that kind of dynamic play. Um, I just, and I don't know quite why, but I have this impression, like if I were playing on the Xbox, just using the controller and everything, I feel like I would be really, I would be drawn to Sandhawk over the other couple of maps, but I, I can't really explain why that would be. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to take one second to kind of, to, to say something nice about Miramar since everyone always has so much to say negatively. Um, it really does help become a better sniper you're going to have way more opportunities to use those bold actions and get those headshot, uh, you know, those headshot practice uh, moments in. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm still going to end up going there to, to do that. You're going to have more satisfying headshots on Miramar probably than anywhere. But, yeah, the pacing, you know, you know, most of the games are 21 to 25 minutes on Sanok, and, and that's significantly less than the average 32-minute game on, on the other maps. Yeah, personally, yeah, I love Miramar. Uh, I know a lot of people have issues with it, but there, there's definitely a lot to see. Uh, you can definitely navigate it uh, much, much easier as, as well. I, I find the vehicle selection is pretty nice. I, I definitely avoid avoid the van a lot of the times because just going up hills, that thing just just rolls to a rolls to a halt most times, and it's hard to be. Uh, you know, be happy with that and be in inside of that and call it a getaway vehicle uh, for the most part. But I, I definitely I like the range. I like that you have, uh, you can see a lot, a lot better uh, further distances and have kind of that awareness of uh, what's going on around you. So that's, that's, that's my opinion on, on Miramar. I, I like it when I get it, but I don't like it when I get it too many times in a row. I, I like the variability and I felt like I felt like I was getting Miramar a lot more often in matchmaking than I was Erangel. Yeah, which that's not like that's not an experience isolated to you. I think a lot of people felt that way. Like they were like, "Yeah, I'd be fine playing Miramar a third of the time or fifty percent of the time." But when you get it like ten matches in a row, it just starts to get really eye rolling. That's the way that I felt about it. Was that yeah, I definitely enjoyed my handful of games on Miramar but if that was the only thing I was playing I got sick of it quicker than I than I did playing repetitively on the other maps but I just want to bring us back to Sandhawk because that's the focus of this episode basic bro you've been really enjoying the Pinan drop and the one heart you've been dropping at the more paintball-y boot camp areas are there any other drops on Sandhawk that you guys have been really enjoying oh yeah um Paradise is is always a blast um, yes, you can really I get into Paradise. it. Um, so Paradise has been a lot of fun, um, but I gotta say it's really been just kind of Paradise and those yeah those boot camp type situations, Alpha, Bravo, all those. Um, not too much experience with Ruins yet, or any of those like far flung kind of places. I avoid, I avoid anything too far away. So 
Yeah, when I was playing the outside, I I definitely enjoyed going to Cow and Tamak. And then uh, I I did I did enjoy going to the docks as well and Bantai. I, I like playing the outside, but it it's probably a little too outside at, at some points. But I, I definitely enjoyed playing that. And then you know finding a car and rolling in when you're halfway into into the blue zone already, and then coming in and rolling up on on some kind of building and 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 hanging out there and moving in with a circle afterwards because you could get looted up and you didn't have a lot of people on the outside if you're playing playing a longer game. Uh, in solos but aside from that definitely definitely like playing that central game a lot more it's interesting to hear you guys both talking about that because you know when i think about sandhawk one of the things i like about it is that i feel like all parts of the map feel viable to me you know like i don't feel like i'm far away if i drop at the docks or if i drop at the wood cutting camps or on the northwest island you know i don't feel like those places are too far flung so, you know, that that's it's interesting to hear you guys talking about the center play. Yeah, I guess old habits die hard, you know. <laughs> you just just kind of still conditioned for it, but this is really a map where I don't want to touch a vehicle and I feel like I don't even see them or hear them hardly ever on this map. It's just you know, a bunch of people kind of just running through the woods and trying to see if they can get someone with their back turned a lot of the times. The the only one I, I actually touch and have really touched is is the Roni. That that thing's pretty quiet and it handles really well. I, I've only been in it once, but I drove across half the map uh, in the in the blue zone there to 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 get more central and and I actually liked how quiet it was. Uh, once again, I probably wouldn't choose it all the time, but it, it's definitely a good getaway vehicle and a vehicle that's probably not not heard uh, as much as the other vehicles on the map. Yeah, it sounds a lot further away when you're using it um, or when you're hearing it. It sounds like they're they're really like 300 meters, and they're they could be like on top of you with how quiet it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's an issue with like the audio, but it's it's like half the volume of any other vehicle. I feel like. Yeah, I swear the when they said from the makers of Murado was like a joke or something because that thing just is blaringly oh, it's loud. So loud. <laughs> so air ripping. I know I, at this point I'll take any quiet vehicle in this game just to spare my ears, you know? It's like you know, even if it's just the freaking scooter, you know, it's like I don't care, just <laughs> I just want to be able to hear what's going on. So so tell me a little bit about like how's it running on the Xbox? What do you guys think about, you know, like when it hit on the PC, we would just had so much desync. Oh my god, it was such a nightmare. Like how's that been going on the Xbox? Personally, uh, from basic bros perspective here, I I find it it feels like yeah, maybe maybe there is like a little desync. I've been able to tell as much lately. It feels like a lot of my shots are connecting. I have a 150 up, 150 down connection, so I, I tend to get pretty good ping to the games. And I live in a smaller city, uh, in an area where where I'm probably one of the only ones that have have my internet service because they just recently came into this new development building area when uh, the other one provider was kind of the main one and locked everybody into uh, contracts already. So I'm, I'm getting some, some really good uh, connections. And, and I think possibly the SSD uh, loading in the map a lot faster has helped, helped me a lot too. 
Uh, and then, you know, you got the Xbox One X users who are having those uh, graphic issues right now because they, they kind of pumped up the graphics on on that, that end to give them a better experience, but it's, it's uh, causing them more more problems from what I've heard. Tell us about that. What's what's going on with the X? Yeah, so maybe I'll take that one because I have a lot of buddies who've been who've been complaining about it. I mean, they're not saying it's like game breaking, but I mean, you gotta gotta put it in air quotes when you say Xbox One X enhanced, you know. And it's like, what kind of enhancements happening here? Because um, I'm seeing these ridiculous posts, and I mean, they're laughable. But there's these guys on Reddit who are saying you know, should I trade in my Xbox One X for an OG and just get an SSD? Which is obviously ridiculous, but they're like that desperate to get the uh, the best performance right now. And uh, But yeah, there's some issues with um, scoping in on the X right now. So if you're scoping in on like a 4X on somebody apparently from range, it's, it's giving you some issues. But from what I've been watching of people with, with the X. It hasn't been so bad, so I don't know if it's just random. The big thing with Xbox is that even though we're on apparently three three different levels of systems and that's it, people with the same level, people with you know an X, one player can be right next to the other, and they're going to have different experiences. And no one knows why, so it's a little weird. Do you think that these issues are mainly stemming from the fact that they're maybe trying to be a bit too ambitious with the version of the game for those consoles? Like, they're like, oh, you know, the X can handle it, so then they're, like, cranking it, and it's not keeping up? Or is it more like there are just bugs that are showing up in that Xbox One X version of the game that haven't been resolved? So, So from what I can probably tell is knowing that the Xbox One X is three times more powerful than the Xbox One. Yeah, maybe they're they're cranking up the graphics settings a little too much and coming across those issues uh, because of the way the GPU and CPU handle. Uh, I can't go much more in depth than that, but I, I do know that you know with that that uh, that power on the Xbox One X. They're, they're probably trying to push it to its limits right now, and maybe they just have to drop it back a little bit. Uh, past that, I don't have the Xbox One X. I, I don't have many friends who are playing on it, so I can't comment um, as much. As I said, uh, One Heart said, there's, there, there's guys have much different experiences. So that's something, I guess, that we'll see resolve itself in the next month or two. So do not sell that Xbox One X. <laughs> No, you no, you, you'll be you okay. have gold, okay? <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be maybe, fine. Maybe take the 4K setting off, you know, uh, in your settings if you're running a 4K version. Maybe that could be the difference, and it's it's you know outputting more more uh, power and causing some issues. So maybe just go back to the the 1080p and uh, see how that handles, and uh, and and maybe maybe your issues will resolve themselves a little more. Who knows? I, I don't have one. I can't tell. But yeah, aside from that, I, I've seen some X players with some lighting issues indoors where it'll be just really dark inside of a building. Like, say, um, say like one of the uh, the concrete buildings, the two stories on Miramar, it looked really dark, and, it, and some of that's carried over into the huts and stuff on Sanok. Um, and then we just have the same kind of persistent things like desync, um, which hasn't been too bad for me, and I think maybe uh, less car 98s being used is helping. <laughs> desync not seem as bad other than that i mean everything seems to be positive you can uh 
you can still kind of pause the game by throwing five smokes on the ground in a fight. <laughs> um, it just it just slows the frame rate down so bad that you might not even be able to access your menu anymore, but you can get away. And I've seen that used for uh, for wins. Just start tossing smokes when when everything goes to shit. Um, Why though? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> and then people, and then like you know, my buddies who stream will just be like, and that's why you carry five smokes. You know, like you're not gonna die. You know, <laughs> you're gonna be fine. That's that's why I like to carry a broken controller so I can smash it on the ground beside me. You know, just to spare <laughs> when I when I rage. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this is my playing controller, and this is my throwing against the wall yeah. controller. <laughs> Honestly, like when I was like 14 years old, that I did that. <laughs> a few days. Seriously, I had a broken controller. I just didn't work anymore, and I had it beside me when I just raged. Uh, that's so, that's such a functional <laughs> way to channel your anger. <laughs> Good job for you. Yeah, Xbox specific freak. coping mechanisms, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I like to yell on a pillow. <laughs> oh my! You know, I'm glad that PUBG wasn't around when I was 14 because I think I yeah I think I would have hurt myself raging on this game at that time. You know. I've got better mechanisms now, you know, but I don't think that I was as far along in my development as you, Basic Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it worked, man. I'm a better man because of that. Yeah, game previews <laughs> should be off limits for those under 18. They're just not developmentally ready to handle the stress and the right, disappointment yeah. that life and PUBG will bring them. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, seriously. Pub- I'm, you know, I'll bet that PUBG is like ruined marriages and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, people have lost jobs for sure. It's not just not just yeah. the younger guys. But I'm not going out drinking every night. I'm just playing PUBG. <laughs> but you are drinking. You're drinking alone. This is a problem. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still with my friends. <laughs> it's like they're in Washington and Canada. Shut up. <laughs> so let's see. Yeah, we had in our show notes we were going to talk about the weapons. I, I feel like we covered those pretty well. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to say about those before we move on? Uh, just one little note about the QBU is uh, it is more accurate, guys, on the ground, which means you got to you know look through the grass when you're scoping in, and it'll it'll really be a laser at that point. But if you remember a couple episodes ago, you just don't lay down, and this is especially true in this game. So you could unlock the potential of it, but you probably shouldn't. So <laughs> that's really it. Just don't lay down, but it'll be better laying down. It's a weird. Weird question you're going to ask yourself. Yeah, is it situationally yeah. correct? Do you have time on top of that rock to, to lay down and get situated? Because one hit while you're laying down and then one while you're getting up and you, you might be dead. So I Yeah, I probably prone less on Sandhawk than either of the other two maps. You know, it's just like there's always someone breathing down your neck. There's always someone who has a different angle on you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's bad news. I would I would caution against it. But, you know, that's me. I'm the famous anti-prone asshole over here. So, you know, <laughs> take, take that as it will. Now, I was disappointed to hear that they slow rolled the Xbox on war mode. Is that true? Yeah, um, so we were told that we're going to get Sanhok plus War Mode plus Customs. And then the uh, barrel was also, barrel M776 was also released, and we weren't sure if we were going to get that. Um, but that wasn't promised, right? But yeah, we're not going to get War Mode yet. Um, 
and uh, that's going to come in late September, and then customs will come, you know, sometime in mid-October, they said, but, I mean, I'm not that disappointed, I know it would help get better, but what do you think, Basic Bro? I was definitely looking forward to War Mode. I know that when they do have it, I have a couple buddies that'll jump on and really get situated with PUBG. So I also, you know, bought the game for my buddy when they had the sale um, on Xbox. And, you know, when they when they roll it out, he said he's going to play War Mode a little more. I hope they have reoccurring playlists and they don't have pauses in between War Mode games because it, it's really going to attract a different set of users. You're probably going to get... Uh, larger player base uh, playing war mode a lot more often uh, to get comfortable with the game especially the new users because it hasn't been out for quite as long on the xbox so having more mode would be really a heaven sent for those people uh otherwise I, I played war mode on the on the pc and it's i've definitely noticed like playing playing with a controller on the pc it, it's helped me hone my aim a lot more uh, other than that, you know, I, I don't have much more to say, but, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, custom game modes they have are, are a lot of fun and, and I know everybody's going to really, really enjoy them. Well, one thing about, uh, customs, which is going to be nice for Xbox is, is finally getting the ability to have actual tournaments instead of just points in live games type of deals where, you know, you stream and you get, uh, you know, maybe 15 points per kill and, and so much for a win in, you know, the live setting. They'll actually just be able to put those teams up against each other. So I know for me watching some of my friends who really rip, that will be pretty interesting. Yeah, I was just going to say is I think for me, it's not necessarily the end of the world that like they dropped Sandhawk now and they're going to do war mode later in September and they're going to do customs in mid-October. But I think that it, it's kind of a shitty move to to make it sound like they were going to have those ready for the 1.0 release. It's one of those things where, like, if you're realistic about your timeline, then people can just be with that and deal with that and, like, not get their hopes up, right? But when you get people's expectations up and then you let them down, that's worse, you know? It's like you're making it worse for yourself when you do that. Yeah, my buddy, he called me. He's like, hey, is the release out? Like, do they have war mode? Like, let's play that that uh, war mode. I was like, ah, oh, no. They just they have this. They have Sandhawk. It's awesome. He's like, ah, oh, God, <laughs> too bad. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. I want to play that war mode. He's he he plays a lot of Halo, and uh, he does play play COD as well. Uh, but he likes that fast action. And and he said he really needs to get used to the way the weapons handle. And he's not he's not the kind of person that wants to just grind it out, right? Like he he wants to you know, hop in a war mode, get used to it that way. I think you make a really good point that I think war mode will help to draw in, you know, the people who aren't like fanboys of the game, right? Like, because, you know, there were some people who just knew they had to play the game and they were ready to play the game and they were going to play the game no matter what. But, but you're right, there's like this larger subset of people who are like, you know, they're interested about PUBG, but... You know, they've heard about all the bugs and they know that it's a really punishing game and they want to have that things like the training grounds and war mode and, and whatever to give them like a more fully rounded experience. Um, so I, that's a really legit point. And I think that it's it's good that, you know, Blue Hole are realizing that. I mean, for some people, it's probably too late, but... I really do think that the addition of those things 
is is what makes the game feel more well-rounded and i think it will attract whether it's a more casual gamer or just a more cautious gamer i i i made the point too when i was talking to one art earlier is you know when they have custom games uh, and they have the gamer population. We could see some tournaments and cash prize tournaments and a whole different league for PUBG for the controller players. Like It's a total possibility to be able to have that level of competition as uh, there's there's pros that are climbing the charts and everything uh, on the PUBG game. And, and it's funny because that Nightmare guy uh, that recently joined the Discord, he uh, was pushing for, you know, top to be like at the top and uh yesterday i think last night i just saw an activity feed post he hit uh number six like he hit sixth place in fpp squads so it's pretty crazy yeah. uh to see people and uh some past pros make that push and and kind of go really hard on this game so let's hope those customs and tournament arrangements because they have a tournament you know a tournament section on xbox one itself where you can schedule tournaments and they can host official tournaments on there so uh, i'm really looking forward to the possibility of that you know but yeah some people feel like they've been uh blue holed or pubg'd yet again as the saying goes but i mean i think it gives us some short-term things to look forward to while we wait for the snow map that was teased at e3 um you know we will we'll probably get the barrel with war mode um, and possibly the other, you know, 7.6 gun. Um, and then, I mean, it just seems logical to bundle customs with the new training grounds that you guys are going to go over next week in the uh, the patch notes, you know? I mean, I think we might get that just a little bit behind you guys, and it just seems like giving us customs and this, this kind of customized, like, uh, training ground lobby would make sense. But uh, who knows? It could, could always take longer. Yeah, it seems like we're, like, three to four weeks behind you guys on the pc side so you know fingers crossed that that training grounds map seems really cool and also it'll get a lot of people who like the long game uh, get them in there and be able to practice a lot more and really hone their shots yeah well and that's cool to see that it looks like the gap is closing between the xbox and the pc versions of this game and you know when when that gap does finally close and they're caught up i think it will be It'll be a special moment, you know, and it'll be a relief on our show. That's for sure, you know. And I mean, we'll be fired, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right? laughs> Thanks, guys. Please step over here. <laughs> See you later. Have fun in the Discord. Um, yeah. But you know, I also wonder if at that point there might be the opportunity for cross-platform play and and you know some spicy stuff like that. Who knows? But yeah. That's for me, that's one of the most exciting aspects of this is I would love to feel like more united with the, I, I just think it'll be really uniting for the broader PUBG community when that happens. Because And, and you know what? I think they can do that. You know, if, if uh, your PC detects a controller and detects play on the controller, you know, maybe it'll kick the recoil down a little bit because I know there is that recoil difference, but maybe that's something they're experimenting with for the future, you know, just to, to level the playing grounds a little more. And then once they refine uh, the aiming experience just a little more, uh, make it feel nice and buttery smooth for everybody. Uh, who knows how they'll do that, but I'm sure they'll find a way or maybe they'll find a few more ways you can tweak your, your aiming, right? Like they, they have pretty basic functions for the most part compared to some other games that allow you to, you know, uh, 
you know, tune your controller on a curve and, and everything and with those advanced options. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's a really great point. I'm looking forward to that for sure. So let's talk about this strategic observations for playing on Sandhawk. And you guys put this in the show notes that you wanted to discuss. So uh, let's get into that. All right. So, I mean, we had our, you know, our mods all got together. Me, Heinze, Stop Collaborate, and uh, the Basic Bro, we got together and we did a four-man co-stream on Mixer. And Arjuna was awesome. And he came by and he hung out for, you know, a good hour, hour and a half. And, and he watched us all the way to a win. And, and he was in this comments the whole time and we were having a lot of fun and and he seemed to be enjoying it but i i just want to know what did you what did you see when you were watching was was tpp on xbox just boring to you as a P, uh, pc or i mean my one of my notes in here was did the aiming deficit you know with our controllers kind of make tpp look a little more ballsy and aggressive yeah i it's it's an interesting question and i think i would say that that it did feel like a very different game watching TPP on the Xbox as opposed to the PC. Like, because I feel like one of the reasons I personally don't like playing TPP on the PC is that it just feels too cheaty. Like, it feels like the combination of the, like, snap accuracy using the mouse and coupled with this kind of godlike ability to just look all around you, it... For me, it's a really unfun combo on the PC, and it leads to just like a lot of, you know, there's just more like getting headshot out of nowhere. There's more uh, camping. It really encourages like a more campy style of play. And it's true that I noticed that on the Xbox, it seemed, it almost seemed to be more in the spirit of TPP, just, just due to the fact that people... You know, it, it seems like they're a little more aggressive on the Xbox. People are more likely to push. They're more likely to, you know, start taking shots from range. Um, more likely to, to do a lot of spraying, I noticed. And so, yeah, it did. I found it to be kind of dynamic and exciting. And I thought that it did make a good argument for that view mode, which, you know, I hadn't really thought about much because I've, I've kind of written off third person on the PC it's it's not that I, you know, would fault anyone for doing it. It's just that for me, it really detracts from the strategic elements of the game that I find interesting. But yeah, I, I would be curious to hear you guys' thoughts on on this conversation, like how it plays out on the Xbox. I, uh, I definitely, I like FPP a lot, even in TPP. You probably noticed I was in uh, FPP mode a lot as well um i just i really enjoy it but i will switch to tpp for playing for certain situations uh like looking around corners and uh, and everything uh, to get that peak advantage because i know whoever else is in tpp is going to use it too but i really like the excitement that fpp offers uh, personally uh but yeah no it, it definitely has its advantages in tpp mode uh one heart uh do you have have a lot to say about that yeah, I mean, I, I feel like on Xbox, it's pretty easy to switch between the two and, and work within them. Uh, I like the more competitive nature and the, you know, peak first, win first kind of idea of, of first person. But um, most of my, you know, more casual friends play TPP. 
Um, a lot of the guys that I've just met randomly play TPP. I mean, it's just like kind of the first one you've ever gotten to use and probably the first one your friend shows you, so most people stick to it. And I'd rather just play with as many, you know, cool people as I can. So I stick to TPP most of the time. But I don't think there's a, there's, I don't think it's as bad. It's only really noticeable in TPP when you have to get, you know, kind of, you have to push zone late because it just switched completely to the other side. And that's when TPP really does get to that annoying PC level where someone's just hiding and waiting, you know? And and final circle, too. You definitely definitely see people taking advantage of that. But, you know, that's the nature of the game. Uh, why why not if you want to get that chicken, right? Yeah. It's, it's true. That brings up a good point. Like, one of my least favorite things about playing TPP was I noticed this on Arangle a lot where you get to the final circle and it was just, like, 10 people prone in the grass, like you know scoping out 360 with their you know with their cameras just like trying to get the first glance of somebody else you know and for me that was such a boring way to play the game like i i find it so much more interesting when you know you really you're like have to think about your positioning and you have to think about how much noise you're making and you know you have to be strategic with your peaking and that especially comes into play in the top 10 when there's just this player density in a smaller area. So, you know, I, I really enjoy that aspect of first person where you don't get that free pass of just being able to go prone and look around you. You, you know what I mean? It's it, it's a higher stakes environment that I like. Oh, definitely. It, it gets your adrenaline going. Well, right on. Uh, last thing that we had up here to talk about was the Sandhawk Event Pass. I don't know. Is Have you guys purchased this yet? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'll, let's just say I got it for research purposes. It's for okay. you guys, right? No, I don't, I don't want any of the <laughs> sweet gear that comes with it, boys. No. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and I did not. <laughs> Thanks, I Patreons. Didn't. No, I'm just kidding. I, I bought it with, with my money. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I instantly lost $15 as soon as 1.0 hit. I don't know how it happened. But I have I have the Bengal Tigers, you know, uh, parachute, and I bought the you know I bought the event pass, and and sure it's cool to have some uh, skanky tank top on while I'm playing the game right now, which is one of those awards. But uh, I like the challenges. I think it just gives me something to kind of log in and, and do something a little different every day. What do you think, Basic Pro? Well, if you look at my gamer score, you can tell right away that uh, it's still at zero. I think. Um, actually, you know what? PUBG when they released re- released it with the uh, with all the achievements. Actually, I got I automatically got some achievements. But from other games, I just I I play. I don't I don't care much for the achievements. Uh, it's it's cool to play around with them. But I'm I'm just all about like gameplay and and having a good time. Uh, but yeah, I did not get the event pass. However, uh, I do want to try out some of those achievements because they look look pretty interesting. Like I like the one where it's get top ten without shooting somebody. Uh, that one's pretty wicked. Uh, I'm gonna tr- try to go for that. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I really like just yeah playing free to play game. Right, buy it once. Uh, maybe I will. Uh, when season two comes around, but the free unlocks that you can get without the of without buying the event past or what I'm interested in. Like I want those uh, aves. I want those aviators to complete my set. Yeah. I have to admit, I was a little sad. I had a pretty sweet pink leather jacket that I was wearing for a while. And then one day I boot up the game and it's like, you no longer have access to this item. And I was like, Oh damn it. You know, like I just got event passed cause I hadn't 
purchase the pass, you know? So does it all go away? Yep. It's just all of it does. Yep, if it you just don't get it vanishes off, off your oh. back, you know? And okay. It, I, I can <laughs> definitely see how, you know, someone will like be just playing, at, you know, like I, I did nothing. I didn't go into any menu. I didn't change anything, but all of a sudden, you know, because of the event passes happening, I was getting the achievements and, you know, getting, getting swag and then you know it disappears and it gives you that moment of like oh man i should have bought that you know like you it, mm. they're smart like they want you to get attached to it and then they want you to miss it and then they want you to buy it next time i'm gonna feel that remorse i'm sure yeah so just you know just be careful how attached you get to anything that you win from <laughs> from those event passes because you know you yeah. might find yourself shelling out your cash after all well, it's funny. They release a player unknown set for everybody uh, for sticking through everything. It's just like mm. everybody's wearing <laughs> wearing this black cloak now. So it's just it's pretty funny to see. Yeah, that's right. And don't isn't there like a aren't there some clothes that come with the disc version of the game? Is that a thing? Uh, there's a Actually, couple yeah. random things that you, we've gotten for free recently. I'm not sure if there's anything new yeah. for someone specifically who bought it. Mm, okay. Everybody gets it for the yeah. We've 1. got the. We've got that cloak that costs like $350 on the Steam Marketplace, apparently, and just everyone's wearing it. So it's no longer cool. Okay. It's just <laughs> kind of goofy. And it makes, to me, it's like you're wearing a cape and I can see you from further yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. So keep on wearing it, boys. Um, but one thing I want to like mention about the event pass, if you're going to try and buy it retroactively, you will get everything you've earned, all those you know, premium cosmetics. But uh, there's certain challenges you won't be able to do um, and it's going to be harder to actually get to the levels you need to get all the stuff if you don't buy it early enough. You, mm, you get a lot more okay. XP per match. You get a lot more. You're going to get, get further faster by paying for it earlier. Um, so if you think you might want to pay for it later, just maybe pull the trigger now and you'll be okay. You know, just it's two less beers out of the bar or something. So that's just my, yeah, my thing on that. And we get the pan at the end, that pan skin, the, uh, where you can shoot right for the middle of it, that bullseye, um, which I think you guys got a long time ago. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's our final reward. So if you've ever seen that on PC and we're like, oh, I wish I had a pan skin, that's going to be hard to get without paying for it ahead of time, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But my math, could be, my math so. could be wrong, but I'm just going off of some Reddit posts where people are like, so we'll never get there if we don't start now. And, and so yeah. I don't know, yeah, I don't know if they were right, but we'll see. Maybe if I give up a few basic bro-style coffees, I could buy it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, when you think about how many hours people spend a month playing this game, like, dropping another 10 or 15 bucks here and there is really not that big of a deal, you know? It's like, a lot of people drop that amount of money every month just to play World of Warcraft, and they're getting their money's worth because they're playing, you know, 10, 20 hours a week, right? Like, could you imagine if, like, it we were pumping quarters into an arcade game how much money we would have dropped yeah. by now like yeah. we'd be broke we'd, everybody would be on the streets like panhandling for quarters exactly <laughs> yeah and if you just think to like a few years ago if you were the kind of player who was playing like a call of duty or a, a black ops or sorry a uh, like a battlefield kind of game um you're spending like 60 dollars for the game and then if you want to keep up with your friends and play all the maps and play with anyone who's good you got to spend another $50 for their DLC, right? Oh, yeah. So right. we spent $30 and then gave them another 10 And people were like, 
blue holes made enough and it's like really <laughs> you, I, you I used to spend 110 every single year to play the same call of duty with different shit in it yeah, <laughs> and, I never and, and the it's passes. marginally different so i don't know i, I didn't want to rant too much but like y- you spend your money at the bar and you're fine and uh you know all these other things but come on it's ten dollars and you're gonna have a little more fun while you play the game so yeah that's it for that I think that's a great point. And that is also going to wrap up our Xbox 1.0 special episode. I'm just really thrilled that we're expanding our Xbox offering here on the show. I'm really stoked that our Xbox brethren are now into the Sandhawk fold. Like, I'm really stoked that it just feels like we're getting closer and closer every day. And I just, I wanted to thank both of you guys for coming on the show and just sharing your experiences and speaking more directly to our Xbox community. So where can people find you guys? Let's start with you, Basic Bro. Where can people find you online? Ah, uh, well, I'm the space basic space bro on xbox also you can go to mixer.com slash the basic bro uh you can find me there and same with twitch i'm on there too uh but yeah if you guys want to drop me a line be happy to talk anytime and roll a few games with you guys i'm on quite frequently i work one week on one week off so i spend a lot of my time gaming really really enjoying it uh, definitely passionate about it so i uh, really really looking to forward to meeting a lot of you guys on xbox awesome how about you the one hot yeah so i mean first of all guys you can find me on xbox um it is lowercase t the the number one and then uppercase h heart uh, so that's how you'll find me on uh, the xbox um find us in the discord help us get to 1000 that'd be great um, and then other than that, I'm on Mixer, uh, mixer.com slash, uh, the one heart, same way, uh, spelling and I'm on Twitter as well. So, uh, Twitter is just me, um, just kind of talking about this game and my other game that I play, which is, uh, the Darwin project where I'm, uh, I'm a director mostly in that game, but I like to shoot arrows as well. And, um, if you come by the channel this weekend for me, I'll be hosting, uh, the first ever Darwin Project 100 Top 100 tournament. I'll be the director for just a couple of those games. So that's something I've been interested in doing from a sportscaster type of thing to broaden my horizons. So that's about it for my personal plug. So thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. It's been a pleasure. I, I love that last thing you were talking about, the one heart. Y'all, go and, go and check out his directing. Um, Darwin Project is a really fun game if you haven't played it. I played a few rounds of it when it was uh, free open beta on the PC and it had a lot of promise. I've since learned that it's kind of fallen off on the PC platform, but it seems to be thriving on the Xbox platform. So, you know, good, good for them for staying in it. And yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out if I get the chance. That just sounds really great. If you want to get more involved with our community, the best way to do it is to join our Discord, and you can find the link for that in the show notes on this episode. And, you know, if you, uh, we've been getting more people writing us emails lately for some reason, it just kind of ebbs and flows. So you can do that at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you could also try to revive our sleeping beauty of a Reddit, a subreddit, if you want to do that. But, you know, I won't judge you if you don't. 
And if you enjoy this show and you'd like to see it thrive and grow, then please consider supporting us on Patreon. You know, even a dollar a month makes a difference. And uh, yeah, anyway, thank you guys so much. And big thanks to Spiffy Man for providing the music. Spiffy, you are amazing. Love your music. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks, Arjuna. We had a blast. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you. Awesome. And we will catch you guys next week. Mm-hmm.